Welcome. Thank you for calling Diamonds of Promise LLC with Lane. We're a positive women's empowerment outreach based in Cuyahoga County, but serving women worldwide. Here, we believe all women are as rare diamonds, special, unique, and of great value to God. If you're not sharing, please mute your phone and you will be connected. If you are the host, press star now. Otherwise, please wait and you will be joined into the conference. Please announce yourself. Blessings, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to our new day teaching. I'm Minister Lane, the host of our new day teaching. And um, I'm going to be opening up in prayer to bless the line. God bless everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for this line. I ask that you bless this line, that you will cover each and every listener, oh God, in the blood of Jesus. Father, I ask that you will place a hedge, your special hedge, Father, over each and every listener. I pray, Lord God, that you will cover everyone in the blood of Jesus today. I ask that you will bless, oh God, as I bring forth the teaching today. Father, I pray that you will bind our spirits of chaos and confusion in the atmosphere, any distractions that may hinder us from receiving what you have for us today. Father, I pray for wisdom, understanding and that you will open up our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to be able to receive and to hear everything that you have for us through this message today father anoint the message touch everyone oh god touch their ears touch their heart in the name of jesus and lord i give you the glory and father i pray this prayer in the name of jesus christ of nazareth it is so thank you lord for answer prayer so welcome everyone. Again, I'm Minister Lane. I'm going to open up and teach about uh, the topic today. We try to answer the questions, the questions that we receive to the line, to the ministry line. And one of the um, conversations that I had a while back with a, a gentleman is that the topic for today is what we choose to be. Uh, that question is based on the topic today. And the name of our topic is, is hell even real? Is hell even real? So um, let's jump right into it. <clears throat> Excuse me, pardon me. This teaching may be a little sensitive to some, so I just want to make that, uh, um, uh, that pre-announcement there. So if any children are on the line or anyone, you know, we want to make sure we have them that those here that are able to receive the word that it will not be too much if they don't have an understanding. So with that being said, I just cover and sanctify this line and uh, I'm going to jump right into it. So is hell even real? Let's jump into what the word says about it. Let's jump into this and in Christianity and Christianity and Christian theology. Hell is the place or state 
into which by God's definitive judgment, unrepentant sinners pass in the general judgment, or in some, as some Christians believe, immediately after death, particular judgment. Okay, so some believe as soon as you die that you're being judged, you go to hell, and then some believe that it's a place that God will decide later if you should go there or not. So that's what hell is. It's also mentioned as Sheol, S-E-A-S-E-S-H-E-O-L in the Hebrew Bible, and Hades, H-A-D-E-S in the New Testament. So um, those are the same place. Guiana in the New Testament described as a place where both soul and body could be destroyed in Matthew 10 and 28. So is hell even real? Let's jump into what the word of God says about hell. Okay, let's jump into this. Okay, so in Mark chapter 9, verse 43, the word is translated either hell or hellfire, pardon me, in many translations. And second, Peter 2 and 4 is almost translated by a phrase such as thrown down into hell. And a few translations speak uh, speak of it as Tartarus. And this term simply states a name, a place of divine punishment, lower than Hades. So that's a couple of verses of where it, uh, the word hell, there's many, many more verses uh, describing hell. So I'm going to go into get some more uh, verses to read here about um, the, the word hell. Um, again, this message is sensitive in nature. There's many who don't believe in it. And um, also many preachers that will not even speak about it. But uh, the more we knew about this place, the more we would know to, you know, how important it is to serve Christ and how important it is to follow him. You know, this is a serious message um, that I'm sharing today. And it's a sort of a wake-up call as well. So I'm going to get into some more verses of hell. Bear with me. Okay, so... And 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, declares that sin is lawlessness and disobeying spiritual law of God. An example of disobeying spiritual law of God is lying, murder, killing someone, stealing, or sins. And uh, we know that these are in violation with the Ten Commandments. So God has pronounced that the penalty of sin is spiritual death and separation from God in a place of judgment. And this scripture is First uh, John 3 and 4, a place called hell. And that is also Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death. So Jesus clearly states that sinners are condemned in sin and will perish and go to hell if they didn't believe in him. And that's in John chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. You can look it up for yourself. Also, um, Apostle Paul declared in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. Every sinner is spiritually dead. So if you're spiritually dead, you could be living a, a flat, lavish life here on, in this world with money and food and 
everything, family, houses, and cars. But if you're spiritually dead, you know, your soul, your spirit, which is the inner part of you, because there's two parts of every person. You have the natural man and the spiritual man. And if you're living in sin, the spiritual man is dead. So, you know, God has provided his mercy and his grace a way that we can escape sin. We can escape condemnation and we can escape hell. And that way is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, that's the good news. But the issue is many don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe that they need to repent of sin and be free from sin and escape hell. They feel like they don't need a savior. And this is where the enemy's deception comes in to deceive everyone here on this world, to make on this earth, in this world, pardon me, to make them believe that they don't need a savior, to make them believe that Jesus is for all people, children, those who don't, you know, who don't have a life. That's contrary to the word. You know, all have fallen short. Um, to the glory of God, all have sinned. So we have to repent and ask God to forgive us and welcome his spirit into us to live in us, welcome his uh, salvation onto our lives or we're lost spiritually. And you know, once that message is preached all throughout the world, Jesus will return. He says that he's returning for a church without a spot or a wrinkle or a blemish or no such thing. So that simply means that the people that he is coming back for have to accept his message. They have to know, okay, mm-hmm. Jesus is real. Hell is real. Yes. One of the misconceptions today is that hell is not real. And this is another trick of the enemy to keep people in, in sin, to keep them hellbound, and to stop them from having that life and that abundance that God has promised to give them, to keep them uh, on hellbound, to keep them, you know, uh, in, in a way to make sure that they don't go to heaven to make sure that they miss heaven that is his evil plan he wants as many people there with him that he could possibly get you know and we've all heard the expression that hell is uh hot (laughs) it's definitely hot it's so many degrees we can't even calculate it on our actual uh thermometer no human thermometer can measure the temperature some say it's beyond 12 12 million degrees. Oh, come on. What's going on with my... I'm sorry, y'all. What's going on with my uh, Wi-Fi? It's the devil. To be able to join the Wi-Fi. TV still playing there. What the heck? That's still going. Just come on. Um. Gotta sit for it till I figure this out. What's going on? I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry about that, y'all. Got technical difficulties out of the blue. 
I am so sorry, y'all. Till I could get back on here and see what's going on. What's happening on my... Welcome. Thank you for calling Diamonds of Promise LLC with Lane. We're a positive women's empowerment outreach based in Cuyahoga County, but serving women worldwide. Here, we believe all women are as rare diamonds, special, unique, and of great value to God. If you're not sharing, please mute your phone and you will be connected. Please announce yourself. We're blocked us from having that abundant life. Like I mentioned all the time, the cycles, the patterns that we see, you know, over and over again in our families. These are a direct result of that, of, of ancestral uh, demon worship and things of that sort. So hell is definitely real. To answer the question, yes, it is a real place. And if it was not real, Jesus would not have had to die. He would not have had to be buried and rose again, you know, for the uh, remission of our sins. It would be no reason if it was not a place. It would be no reason if we didn't have to repent for our sins to be reconnected with God. So I just want to say that um, to answer the question with the scriptures that I've read, and uh, there's many, many more scriptures as well, but sin, death, and hell is real. And the, um, God tells us the wages of sin is death. In 623. So to answer that question, yes, it is real. And if you do not receive Christ, so this is a warning. And if anyone, you know, this is a really strong teaching today. If you have not personally received Christ and, uh, you know, asked him into your life, according to Romans 10 and 9, if you have not made a decision to follow him, if you're still on the fence, you're not too sure of what you want to believe, I urge you to be saved. I urge you today to listen to this message with your whole heart. Search, research, do the research yourself. Find out for yourself, is hell real? Check this message out. Do some research, do some homework because, and um, you know, and the word of God is our, the word of God is our information and our truth and our, our guiding compass you know it lets us know and hell is mentioned 167 times in the bible that's a lot of times for a place that many feel like this it don't exist it's not real 160 times sometimes it's called Gehenna, hades the pit the abyss or everlasting punishment and uh Jesus spoke of heaven and hell as real places. Check Matthew 13, verses 41 through 42. Also, Matthew 23 and 33. The story Jesus told about the rich man and Lazarus was an actual event that demonstrated this. And he talked about the two eternal destinations. And you can check out that story in Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 33. And heaven is the dwelling place of God. And uh, we can read that in Second Chronicles 30 and 27, where Jesus has with and he prepares a place for those who love him. So just like Jesus prepares a place for those who love him, Satan has a place for those who follow him. 
who choose to do his bidding. So, you know, we have to remember there are two places. There's two uh, forces, good and evil. Hell was created for the devil and all of his angels and all the evil and wicked people and all of these things, souls that will be cast here. That's what hell is for. And heaven was created for just the opposite, for those that obey God, that's willing to receive God, that's repented, that's, you know, um, living your life and your best ability, you know, trying to do the things that God has called you to do by following his word. And when you make a mistake, to truly repent, not just to say, oh, I can do what I want, and then I can just repent later. It doesn't work that way. You know, and, and that's a dangerous mindset. You know, we have to keep the a heart of repentance, of true repentance. And in John three eighteen, it says, we all deserve hell as the just punishment for our rebellion and our acts against God. But because of the blood of Jesus, because yes. of what he's done, yes, because Lord. of him yes. loving us so much. Yes, thank, thank you, Jesus. Lord. Thank because you. of him yes. uh, shedding his blood on the cross for us. He made a way uh, for us to escape. Yes, Lord. No yes, mind, Lord. human mind, could really go and uh, really grip the depth of hell. Um, in Second Thessalonians 1 and 8 through 9, it says that in the end, God will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus. They're going to be punished with an everlasting destruction. It's going to be such a destruction. They do not know and can't, you know, they even had, I seen the other day, uh, a commercial saying that um, they're not afraid to go to hell. It's a new uh, person that's um, reaching out to people saying, join up with him. So, so, and when I saw that, I couldn't believe it. I said, is this really happening? You know, um, I couldn't believe that's even a real thing. You know, that someone is trying to get, that's, that's very demonic, to try to get people away from God. One thing about hell that we know, that we've heard, even little kids, they draw the picture of the a pitchfork with the demons and the little, um, with the red devil with the um, two horns on the top and the pitchfork. It's so much more deeper than that. There'll be uh, lizard-like beings that are tall, uh, with yellow eyes, uh, stabbing at people, torturing people, whatever their sin sin was here on earth, whatever it was that they, you know, did, those that rejected God, that rejected him, according to John 4 and 14, you know, and, and that they rejected him and they refused to worship him, this is what they will go through. And it's a place where it's beyond suffering. It's worse than any Hollywood movie that you can ever imagine. All, as a matter of fact, all of those, and this is through revelation uh, to me and many of, others of you will agree, any of those movies, that, that horror films, and those movies are just a small, teeny tiny glimpse of what is taking place in hell. Um, a lot of the horror movies that make so much money, the million dollar uh, movies that come out in, of torture and torment that God warns us to um, guard our eye gate and our ear gate from. So the bottom line is hell is real. It's a real place. And it's a place that we do not have to go. There is no love there. There is no kindness there. There is no fellowship. There is no redemption. It is only weeping and gnashing of teeth 
cursing, yelling, and all kind of obscenities. People are cursing in hell. Their souls are being tormented so bad. They're cursing and screaming out horrible things um, about God. And that's why you know, I speak about many, many times in these calls and on the line, cursing demons. You know, anyone that puts on and professes Christ should really examine themselves if they're cursing and ask God to cleanse them of those things because those things, that's a characteristic of demons in hell. So if you say that I love God, I want to follow God, I'm saved, but you're cursing up a storm, that's something that needs to be examined. Examine your heart. Examine your fruit. Go back. Go back to the altar. Ask God to help you. Pour out his spirit in you. Dry up that cursing demon. Remove it from your spirit because that is evidence of a demon. That is an, a clear evidence of that. And if it tries to creep in, you may say, well, oh, I only slip up once and say one word sometime. But what does that sound like to God? Cursing and using obscenities is always against him. He does not, you know, can blessings and curses come from the same list. So, you know, it should not be named against us, period. And if that's a stronghold or a battle where my mother cursed, my father cursed, my uncle, then that's a generational curse and it needs to be broken. So if this is you going through this, join us for the book club on Thursdays at 7 p.m many prayers that we pray in the book or get the book yourselves if you don't have time to join join in repentance cleansing your generational bloodline you have to be cleansed of that that will keep you from having fellowship with god and we don't want anything especially not a word to block us from having entry into heaven and to god you know so we have to take these things to the lord and lay them at the altar so going on God wants everyone, every person to spend eternity with him. In Matthew 18 and 14, he says it, and also 2 Peter 3 and 9. But he honors our decision to accept or reject him. So he gives us our own free will. We all have our own free will. We determine where we will spend eternity. We can never say, well, I didn't know, or God, you, you made me go here. No, or the devil made me do it. We have our own free will. We all have our own free will. Unless a person is demonically possessed or demons are operating in them uh, um, uh, beyond their own ability, moving their limbs for them and their arms and legs, we can repent if we're in our sound state of mind. All we have to do is ask God to forgive us for our sins and ask him to save us from our sins. And um, I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation towards the end of the call. Anybody here is not saved or if you're questioning your salvation or if you're backslidden and you're in a state where you're cursing, fighting, being violent or doing any of these lusts of the flesh, um, sexual perversion. If, you're, if you know that these are things that you're dealing with, I want you and I, I want to invite you to be able to read and to uh, repeat the prayer after me. And if you, you know, just stay muted, and that's totally fine if you want to be confidential. But this is serious. This is a plea, so to speak, with this uh, noonday teaching that we must accept God. You know, we, if we only knew all that was taking place in hell, the torture, the torment, the demons, and um, the things that would be taking place is beyond anything, the darkness that you ever can think of. You know, so um, I'm not speaking through fear here. 
no fear. I reject every spirit of fear. But this is a self-warning with this teaching to, for anyone who does not know Christ or rejects him to turn away from the demons that are speaking to you. There's a such thing called anti-salvation spirits and demons that want to keep whole families and people away from God to keep them, to, you know, to make sure they go to hell. And we have to make sure we know that, you know, we're fighting against invisible uh, forces here, things that you can't see. Some people have the ability to see. I'm a seer. Some people can see certain things. I remember I have a testimony where a person was um, walking and they were speaking defeat over themselves, like I'm stupid, I'm I'm bad, I, I won't make. They were saying a lot of just things of that sort. And um, I looked behind them. And I don't know. They must have been just been having what most would call a bad day or just a moment of feeling down or feeling sad and they were saying a lot of negative things like i just shouldn't i shouldn't be so what's wrong with me they were like that and there was a huge huge i mean this is the biggest cockroach or whatever this thing was that i've ever seen in my life it was uh it was huge it was tall um and the more the person would speak the negative, the bigger it grew. It got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I saw this. This was in the spirit. And I give God the glory for allowing me to see things in the spirit. And when I saw this thing, I said, what is, what is this? And then um, when they started, I said, no, start speaking positive things. And they were like, huh? And then when they started speaking positive things, it started to shrink a little. And I said, oh. That was a revelation to show me our words are so powerful. We have no idea what we're feeding with negative words. And in hell, there is these type of insects. There's cockroaches, rats, all kind of um, insects and things that we can, can't even fathom that will be tormenting people. So for me to see that, I give God the praise and the glory, all honor to him. And um, I thank him for revealing certain things to me. And that's just one revelation that he gave me amongst many. But that one stood out in my mind because of the um, the words, the, the words of speaking, you know, the demons that are being fed here on earth that are coming, that are here. You know, some, I'm not, not coming, but are here, but come by our words. So it's very important to mind what we say, what we speak over ourselves, take this seriously today. It's very important on... Um, you may say, well, everybody says it's no big deal. No, it's a very huge deal in the spirit realm. You know, if you speak negative words over yourself every day, will you go to hell? That's up to God. But it will definitely affect your life. Definitely giving permission to these things. If people could see what they were doing and what, you know, was following them, they would run, they would scream, and they would definitely not do that. So, you know, for me to see that was like revelation to me. Also, I want to share that there's a video of a man who speaks, um, he's given his testimony about hell. There's many that have online said they've had experience after dying and they've, you know, went to hell or heaven. And this particular person, his name is Dominic. He's a pastor. He was shot twice and then went into hell. And uh, God said that he, he said that he was falling backwards, but it, it, he felt it was falling forwards. And that's significant because the word says cast. There will be a force. You will be thrown with 
a quick speed into hell for not following him. So a lot of the things that he shared on his video is biblically correct. And um, again, his name is Dominic. If anyone would like to look at the video on YouTube, I looked at it. And um, it's called Shot Twice, Then Into Hell. And his name is Dominic. He gives an account of his personal testimony. He has PTSD as a result of his experience. And sometimes God will show you things and take you into spirit realm to show you things and to have you repent and come out and warn others. In hell, there will be people crying out. We know the story of the rich man warning their family not to come here. Don't do it. Don't come here crying out because of the horrible suffering and the regrets, the regrets of not doing things right or what you've done to hurt someone. You know, this is a place that we do not want to go. This is a place that we want to warn others of never to go. So again, that video is called Shot Twice, Then Into Hell. Um, his name is Dominic, and he's given his account and testimony of what happened to him when he had that uh, that revelation of hell. Also, um, obeying God and obeying his word is one of the ways we can protect ourselves. You know, when we, when we forsake our own desires and say, you know what, I may want to do this, but I'm going to follow God and begin to wor worship him. He says, worship him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength in Matthew 22, verses 34 through 37, and in Mark chapter 12, verse 30. He wants us to worship him not ourselves you know we see that some will get all kind of uh blessings and things like that but check where your blessings are coming from where is this house and this money and this car coming from who are you serving with it you know i want everyone to take accountability today about their own salvation and make sure they're saved uh, take accountability for any sin that's in their lives repent and resist the devil he will flee from you Forsake him and all of his evil spirits and just run and cling to God. This is the days, the last days that we're living in. And we must be aware of that. You know, we're living in the last and evil days. What we do now really builds account for where we're going to go. You know, and we want to make sure we're living in a way where we will not have to go to this place. You know, we don't, we can't even understand the level of what's there you know we can't even understand and this video the man he even talked about how in his vision and uh, what he saw um the lord took him there and he was re remember a gang member and never followed christ he was doing his own thing he, he said he even saw limbs uh being torn off and going back so that they can be re so the person could be retortured again that's unbelievable you know and he said it was so so extreme he just couldn't believe that, you know, what are some of the things that was happening? And each place had a room. It was different rooms, different um, different tunnels, and different uh, places for different uh, sins. And that, uh, you know, really was surprising, but it also made me think about when God said that there, and Jesus said, um, there's many mansions in heaven, so there's many rooms. So, you know, it would make sense that it would parallel, you know, and uh, have the same you know the same structure as heaven because Satan is a mocker he does and copies everything that God does and Revelation 21 and 8 it says but as for the cowardly the faithless 
the detestable, after murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So the second death, that's when God judges where we will spend our eternity. The first death is, of course, when you die and, you know, you go before the Lord or you are asleep until the Lord um, places you where he's going to place you. Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 we, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, everyone, apply that to your heart today. We must appear before God. This is what we're going to do. No matter if you believe in him, worship him or not. And God is going to give us what is due, whether it's good or evil. We can choose. We have free will. It's not too late for anyone yes, to repent. The only person that cannot repent is Satan. Period. And that's why, you know, the anger that he has, he hates mankind. There's such a detest for us, we would not even imagine. That's something that we have is unity. We still have love. We can feel it, you know, but when it's gone, then it'll be clear that we don't have it at all. So I just want to leave everyone with this message. Examine your lives, examine yourself. Not saying that everyone is perfect, but make sure you take an account where you're going to spend the rest of your life, your eternal life. This body is temporal. This life is temporal. When you see the Lord and stand before him, you don't want him to say, depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire prepare for the devils and his angels. You don't want him to say that. You want to reign with God and be with him the way that he intended for us to, to live. So again, check your spirit, check your heart, examine your life, examine your actions. If you make mistakes from this day forward, be quick to repent. Everyone repent, cry out to God and ask God to forgive you for the sin, if there's anything going on in your life that is not pleasing to the Lord. You want to make sure you get before him and ask him to help you with that today. Today is a day of change. Today is a day of clear uh, a warning. You know, hell is real. It's a real place. And we don't want to wait and say, oh, it's not real, it's not true, and then find out and then it's too late. We don't want that for none of us, for none of our friends, families, no one. We can't imagine you know, the TV doesn't speak about things like this because, it, you know, it just glorifies it, makes it look cool, it makes it look, uh, you have power. But that power comes with a price. Yes, Lord. There's a special room in hell for all the witches and warlocks and people who practice divination. The word speaks about that. They will burn and be in, in complete torment. Yes, There's flyers and whoremongers and indulgence. All of those things have rooms. Do your research, you know, check it out. Find out, is this true? You know, is it really a place? Find out for yourself because we do not want to go there. And I just want to um, read Romans 10 and 9. If anyone here on the line does not know Christ, if you are not saved, 
of you've never given your given your life fully, truly to God. I'm not talking about the idea of wanting to, you know, saying that you're saved or the idea of saying, you know, I love Jesus because it sounds good. Let's examine, you know, do you love him because you really truly want to live right? Do you really want to be with him? You know, not because it's the right thing that it sounds like, you know, what we should do. Do you really have a real relationship with God? You know, that's the question we need to ask ourselves today. Do we really know him? Because if we don't know him, he's going to let us know. When we go to him, I don't know you. There'll be pastors there, preachers there, teachers there, presidents, rich people, movie stars. You know, and he's going to say, you know, depart from me. I don't know you. Well, I gave money to the best charities. I don't know you. So, again, we want to pray. Make sure we watch our walk with God. When we make mistakes, again, repent. We want to be quick to repent. Make sure you surround yourself with godly people. Connect to a Bible preaching and teaching church. Make sure the fruit of that pastor is correct. That's another warning. If you're following pastors that you know are not living right and you know that they're not doing right what are you following yes you can pray for them and intercede for them but to really follow them you know you have to make sure god is leading you to be there so i'm going to read romans 10 and 9 for anyone that would like to repeat after me romans 10 and 9 from the amplified version because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And again, you can pull that up and you can share that verse with anyone who's asking you know, how do I get saved? What do I do? Well, what can I do to save my soul? You can read this prayer. This You can uh, invite God into your life and into your home and into your business to move and to clean some things and to purify some things. And also, um, Acts 2.38 says, Repent, every one of you will be baptized for the remission of sins, and you will be filled. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you and your children and children's children, one of my favorite verses. So, again, repenting and being baptized is an outward demonstration. It's an outward demonstration of putting on Christ and releasing the old man. It's an outward demonstration of, you know, saying that you want to serve him. And when demons see baptism, they recognize that. They recognize that. A lot of things fall off from people when they are baptized. And, it, you know, you may not have ever heard some of these things, but it's all biblical. When you're baptized, you know, you're a new creature because you go in the water. They call it the liquid grave. You know, you dip, you die. So that along with repenting, Romans 10 and 9, being baptized, and then what do you do after that? You get into a Bible teaching and preaching church or ministry. The Breakfast Bible Club, I, I recommend that. Reading the Word. Just staying connected, even if you don't, you know, and I have many people that don't get on the line, but they read it and they, you know, follow through. And I send them the text of where we are. You know, the word is our spiritual food. 
So again, and then you wait and you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit will come into your body and fill you. And you will know. Well, how do I know? You'll be speaking in unknown tongues as the Holy Spirit give utterance. So again, Romans 10 and 9. You want to take that scripture and you want to, um, you know, apply it to your spirit, to your heart. And make sure you're in the right place and the right standard with God. Hell is real, everyone. I can't stress that enough. You know, hell is a real place. And there's people there that's been there for a long, long time. And that's a place we do not want to go. Check out that video. Um, he gives a little more details about his, his, uh, his testimony. And the Bible says we overcome by our testimony. His name is Dominic. And again, the video was shot twice and then into hell. He was a gang member. Um, I can re we connect with this testimony because I remember in my teens, I once was in a gang and I denounced it before I understood about what I was doing and what I, you know, what I was, what kind of decision I was making. I denounced it, repented for it, and cleansed for it from it. And anyone else that has, you know, got into a gang or gang activity, you have to denounce that. That's making allegiances with demons. So um, when you would renounce it or any type of secret society and repent fully, God will cleanse you and heal you from all of that. You know, and that was so many years ago. Some things we do as children, we think it's cool. Again, TV shows, movies, all those things that glorify hell. Hell is a real place we do not want to go. Amen. And I'm going to pray a prayer. Father, I thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Father, I thank you, O oh God, for this teaching. Lord, I ask that you will bless everyone here on the line. Father, I pray, Lord God, that we will live in such a way that you will not speak to us and say, depart. And when it all is over, Lord God. Yes, that Lord. you will welcome us and say, enter into the joy of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will open up our understanding and open us up, God, our spiritual ears and spiritual eyes so that we will understand, Lord God, how important, how important it is to serve you, how important it is to, to make sure that we live in a way that we're, we're living pleasing to you and keeping your, your commandments, God. Father, we confess our sins. We ask that you cleanse us, oh God. We come before you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you will let the power of the Holy Spirit reveal to anyone that they need to repent, what they need to repent for. Yes, Lord. Father, if there's any antichrist spirits, we cast them away from us through the power and the authority of Jesus. Right now, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, take away the stony heart, give us a heart of flesh. Help us, Lord God, to receive what you have for us. Let your will be done in our lives. Keep us from temptation. And when we are tempted, let us resist him. Let us resist him, Lord God, so that we can follow your way. Lord God, take our will, exchange it for your will. Help us, God, to follow you and to do the things that you called us to do in this body, God, and this life. And Lord, we give you all the power and all the glory and all the honor to the one sitting on the throne and the lamb forever and ever. For yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and in the glory forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord God. I cancel any backlash. 
from this prayer. Father, cover us today. Bless us. Father, speak to us even after this call. In Jesus' mighty name, it is so. We receive it. It is so. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, it is so. Blessings, everyone. Until. Blessings. Great work, Pastor. Blessings. Blessings, everyone.